Welcome back to another episode of your Teenage Daydream. I'm Jen. And I'm Jet. And this is episode 47. Whoa. I know. It's crazy. <laughs> um, which is actually episode 19 of season 2 of The O.C. And this one is called The Rager. <laughs> oh, I love how the other day we were talking about, like, do kids even know what ragers are? Do they still? Right. I mean, obviously, 2020, we're not having ragers. But, like... <laughs> I mean, actually one they hope. are yeah <sighs> <laughs> i have no faith in anyone under the age of like 30 in toronto <laughs> right right but yeah oh. i definitely remember hearing about some ragers in my day i don't yeah. think i ever attended a rager that was not me in high school yeah i feel like i mean there's i can definitely think of one where like one person got wild but like one person <laughs> <laughs> but I mean I like it. it wasn't necessarily like a rage. like I don't I mean I guess there could have been 20 of us maybe but like you know <laughs> yeah oh boy oh man but, but anyway, yeah so we, we left things with yeah. uh in the last episode Trey had stolen the crystal egg from risky yes. business from that <laughs> charity auction that was part charity auction part noopsies making money off their old crap right. <laughs> so weird to me um and so anyway yeah they had to get that back it was all a mess ryan's mad and as we find out at the top of this episode ryan is still mad still mad yep yeah yep <laughs> so we begin mm-hmm. as we so often do not quite in the cone kitchen but like adjacent to the cone kitchen yes in that little living room area sandy's drinking his coffee and reading the paper and trey comes downstairs well like with his bag (laughs) okay but why is he coming downstairs with his bags because he was staying in the okay but if we recall in the last episode marissa was staying in the pool house so then trey had to move into the guest bedroom Ryan, so it seems like Ryan has just moved back into the pool house and they kept Trey in the guest bedroom, which was the situation that made the most sense in the first place. But since Ryan <laughs> comes in from the backyard into the kitchen in a moment, that seems to be what has happened. I want to make up a new job and it's like TV person, like TV nitpicker. <laughs> Well, and like some kind, because like the, they have continuity people, but it's not continuity; it's logistical. No, it's a, right. Person. It's like, does this make sense in any capacity at all? <laughs> and I want to sit on the set and be, or like read the scripts and be like, okay, but why did he not just start off in the guest bedroom? Why right. does Ryan still live in the pool house? Right. <laughs> we have questions. We have no answers. But yes. Yeah. Woods but either are, way. Yeah, they're in the kitchen. Straight. Trey comes down the stairs with his single bag that he's using to move into his new place. And he and Sandy have a very nice moment where um, basically Trey's like saying thanks and Sandy's like, you're part of the family now. And he offers to drop him off at his new place, which is Mm -hmm. really nice. Mm -hmm. Um, And then Ryan comes in and that's when we discover that things are not great between the Adam brothers. Trey wasn't even telling Ryan that he was moving to the apartment. He was like, "Mm, he doesn't need to know, it's fine. Sandy's like, awkward. I think you should know, though. Yeah. Maybe. Slightly. Either way, Ryan comes in, and that's when Sandy dips. Yeah. To give them a chance to (laughs) say goodbye. I'll be in the car. (laughs) Yeah. 
So yeah, Trey straight up apologizes for everything, and he's like, you know, I really do appreciate that everything you guys have done for me, and yeah. I'm sorry, but Ryan just basically ignores it's... the hand that Trey like literally stuck out to shake his hand, and just goes and gets his coffee instead, yeah. and you're like, yikes. Yeah. And I guess I, I guess I just didn't realize how mad Ryan was in the last episode because the last episode was kind of like. Same. Fun hijinks. Oh, the thing, and like throw the thing like a football, and Seth's gonna catch it, and like the girls being silly. Yeah, exactly. Because even though it was obviously a serious episode where Ryan was upset that Trey stole this extremely yeah. expensive item from the auction, it did have a very kind of lighthearted, like silly vibe about it. Yeah. And then so... we just we're just back to like brooding at good times too. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Oh boy. So yeah, we get that that's how we leave things between them when we get our little California theme song. Yes. <laughs> Speaking um, of Rager, America... that song's what? a Rager. The theme song will always be a Rager. Yes. <laughs> yes. It's true. But everything kind of breaks off from there mm-hmm. with like the kids sort of have their own yeah. Storylines. Zach and Seth and Summer kind of have their own like tiny little offshoot one. Yeah. Um, and then Kirsten and Carter <sighs> Yeah, and Sandy have their own. And then Julie and Lance have <laughs> their own. Oh yeah. So oh, I don't know, where do we want to start? should we start with the um Julie Lance thing? I think it's the shortest one. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so as happened in the last episode, Marissa went home because Julie came home early. Julie and Caleb yeah. had gone to Europe because of the whole, like, porn party whole... yeah. debacle. Um, and she came home early. Which is questionable. And Marissa, Marissa's hilarious. Because it, it's so funny because Marissa's just... Every interaction between Julie and Marissa I find hilarious because... <laughs> Marissa's always like low key extremely mean. <laughs> yeah. But it's surprisingly she's just straight up like why'd you come like why'd you come home early if it was so great in Italy cuz Julie's going on and on about how wonderful yeah. Italy was. <laughs> but then Julie just like blows right by it in her Julie way and it's like I want the two of us to have dinner tonight. Yeah. I know. Marissa's like what? <laughs> well, like especially cuz like in the first season, Marissa was just like mean to Julie. Yes. And I mean Julie was kind of mean to Marissa too. Like, this oh, one is yeah. always just, like, slightly veiled, backhanded. Yeah. If you weren't good at reading social cues, you'd be like, okay, yeah, sure. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I feel like Julie is always picking up on it, but is just choosing to ignore her most of the time. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, all of her interactions are hilarious to me. Yes. I enjoy it a lot. <laughs> so, yeah, Julie says this about wanting the two of them to have dinner, and Marissa's like, what? But okay. And then we see her randomly unlocking this super fancy looking box with this little key. <laughs> and then she opens it up and it contains a gun with like a like a white Yeah, like a pearlescent right. ornate <laughs> detailed filigree. Like a pretty gun. It's pretty. Giant <laughs> weapon. <laughs> yeah. Like, like whatever oh, you think what? of a gun, it was like four inches bigger than that <laughs> yeah she's like oh okay something's going down <laughs> i 
Which, which then we see. Yeah. Julie decides to drop by the motel to see Lance. Oh my god. <laughs> right? And you're like, what's happening? <laughs> and he's just like trying to talk to her, but like he turns around and she's just fully pointing the gun at him. Oh yeah. She just fully pulled the gun on him. <gasps> yeah. <laughs> and she like is going on about how he ruined her life, basically. Yeah, she's literally just like of all the things that like she's like a you basically destroyed in a single evening a life that I spent 20 years building. Yeah, I got kicked out of all my groups, all, you know, like, mm-hmm. aka the noopsies, all that stuff. Like, stuff with Caleb is weird. Like, she's been trying to take care of her girls by marrying yeah, and Caleb. Like, and like, my daughter is going to find out that I've yep. done porn. And Lance is like, tells, like, like he's like freaking out. Like, yeah. Oh, God, this woman's going to shoot me. And then, and she, then pull, she pulls the trigger. She pulls the trigger. <laughs> and just clicks because it there's empty. no bullets. Yeah. Which I is will, on purpose. Yeah, I will have to say because I like that. She was just like, I just wanted you to know what it feels like for your life mm-hmm. to be like almost taken away or like basically t- yeah. like, taken away. And I was just like, oh. Ooh. Right? Yeah. Like, oh, Julie Cooper. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> And then just like casually um, leaves. <laughs> yeah, and then yeah, then it almost seems like that's over. But then we get this one scene of Julie receiving a package. Yeah, and it's one copy of her movie. Warning tape. Yeah, one yeah. copy of that movie with a letter attached to it. Of course. Yeah. So <laughs> then she ends up going to meet Lance at the bar. Yeah, some like super scuzzy bar, or some random bar, some super yeah, some super divey bar. And he has the rest of the tapes for her. In, like, this, like, white glad garbage bag. I know, it's hilarious. And they're also, like, giant video cassette covers. Oh, yeah. Like, he, like... Yeah, like, giant, like, VHS, like... But they even seem bigger than, like, a VHS, you know? Like, they just seemed weird. <laughs> yeah, agreed. Like, were they betas? Know, like, Would it have been old enough? Would... Were beta tapes bigger? Were I can't remember. Were betas that big? I thought I betas were smaller. I know. I can't remember. Thankfully, I'm actually almost. Anyway, all the young and too young for to this beta. Like, Hell, yeah. a beta. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing I know about that is I know my parents' wedding tape was on a beta tape. My friend Aaron, That's they it. definitely had a beta, but like we always had a VCR. Yeah, same. So I don't know. Even that, they're going to be like, VCR. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Kids. (sighs) Yeah, either way, Mm -hmm. they get to sort of chatting a bit. And he says that he will give the rest of the tapes to her. um, And then he actually turned down like $8,500 or something. And she was like, why would you take that after you just like fleeced Caleb for all this money? And he's like, "Uh, I didn't get no money. Caleb never gave me the money. And Julie's like, oh. Yep. It's not good. It's not good. Mm-hmm. So Julie's like, cool. She's just playing it fast and loose with uh, my life and my reputation. Yeah. Awesome. Well, especially because, yeah, and like you're saying, like, like, he got beat up, like, he didn't get any money. She's, yeah. And obviously, because, like, that's why probably, like, a lot of the stuff, like, in Europe wasn't good. Like, ugh. Finally, mm-hmm. finally starting to feel bad for Julie. Oh, yeah, totally. 
I actually love Julie in this episode. Because, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, the next couple of scenes, she's just, like, drinking and, like, capital D. <laughs> capital D drinking. <laughs> yeah, and they're, like... And, like, <laughs> listening to 80s hair metal. Yeah, they're dancing to White Snake and Poison. <laughs> yeah. Incredible. Incredible. <laughs> well, because then she says something, like, when the White Snake song comes on, uh, she says, do you remember this concert? And, uh... Lance. He said something, yeah, Lance says something about, that was the one where she took her shirt off, and she's like, no, no, that was the rat concert. Like, oh my god. <laughs> Julie Cooper in the 80s, I would pay to see it. I feel like she that's seems just, like, like, a riot. so not a thing that happens anymore. Right? Like, the only time that I've seen someone take their top off at a concert, it was when I was seeing Hole, and Courtney Love took her top off. Oh. amazing yeah (laughs) but yeah they're like dancing and she's singing along to the poison song yeah and i have a note here that i wrote down julie's way more fun like this because she is yeah when she gets more like riverside or wherever she was from whatever it was right was it riverside i can't remember riverside yeah she's way more human and genuine and just like fun and real but then she's basically she's worried that Caleb's going to divorce her because of this whole thing. Lance is like, what if something were to happen to Caleb? And you're like, did you just offer to off him for her? Like, yes. Yes, he did. And Julie has a hot minute where she's considering it, I think. Well, because he even says like, because clearly, like, he still wants Julie. He's always wanted Julie. 20 years ago, she oh, left yeah, he's clearly him in love with her still. for Jimmy. Mm-hmm. And, like, so, yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Is that the last we and see that's of where that? Pretty I think it is, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that is. That's it. That's the last we see of those two. Um, anyway, so I, I'm really enjoying this little Julie Lance situation. I think it's entertaining. <laughs> I mean, it was obviously terrible that he did that whole thing with her video, because yeah. that's a terrible thing to do to a person, but I like seeing old 80s Riverside Julie Cooper. She's fun. Yes. Yeah. Oh, man. And and actually, so where the Kirsten and Carter story starts, it's actually about Julie, and it's super funny. It is. <laughs> Right, great. It begins with them <laughs> in the office. Well, first Carter comes in saying something about how, like, this guy has filed a libel suit against them. Yeah, so, like, the, the first ma- yeah, the first magazine came out, like, that morning. Mm-hmm. And this this guy's already, like, trying to sue them. Already suing them. But Kirsten's, like, so worried because because of all the scandal, they didn't put Julie on the cover. She's like, oh, my God, yeah. like, we're going to have to tell Julie. And she just comes in and she's like totally fine it doesn't care and she's like oh yeah sure yeah you made the right decision and they're just yeah, like it's hilarious what kirsten explains the whole thing to her like you know there was a whole thing people were writing letters so we had to take you off the press oh yeah like marketing like, like okay, they were gonna yeah, pull ads sure. <laughs> kirsten and carter are both like uh what just happened <laughs> oh man so then carter goes to talk to andy yes because yeah. he wants his advice handling this libel suit 
Nope. Uh, which is so good. Carter comes into the office, both in, like, assembling coffee table that is a surfboard yeah. on some legs. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, they get talking about the case, and... Sandy's like, Sandy, you know. They get talking about surfing. Yeah. They're just like, we're going to go like, surfing. We should go surfing. We can tell Kirsten we're talking about the case. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And then, yeah, then they just, like... So you can see, like, they go surfing. Yeah, as you do. Oh, and they meet up with some girl. Sandy obviously knows because they all surf. I'm assuming that's how he knows her. Well, yeah, because at first, he doesn't, like, specifically say... Because she, she's some kind of, like, doctor or something like that. So it sounds like he might know her, like, from Newport or whatever. But it's clearly because she's a surfer. Because later she's like, she's actually like an orthopedist or something like that. And it's like, that would be random for him right. to know. But yeah, so, so he just happens like to know. It's like that they're like on a friendly level mm-hmm. with each other is because she also surfs. So they probably surf together. Yeah. And it, it seems to be like a... each other while they're surfing. Yeah. Like trying to get, catch a few waves before heading to the office or whatever. Exactly. And like her and Carter kind of make eyes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I thought she was super familiar, but she's like not. <laughs> she's in nothing. Yeah. And like when I saw her, I was like, oh, that's totally someone. But she wasn't. <laughs> she has five acting credits on IMDb. And this is like one of the most recent ones. <laughs> right. So I was like, oh, she, I guess she just looks familiar. Yeah. Womp. She was just in that show, Numbers. I think that's what, and I think that's what it is, is that I recognize yeah. her from numbers, but, like, that hasn't and been on And she's in a forever. lot of episodes of it, but it seems like the only major thing she's done. Yeah. And I think that's, that's what it was, but I was just like, I thought you were so much more famous than that. Apparently not. I mean, I guess that was, it was a classic one of those, like, you know, Thursday primetime drama shows in the Yeah, I never watched early it. Early 2000s. Really. I've never seen a single episode of it. I feel like I actually but... may have watched all of it. We also talked about that show before because what's her face that plays oh, yeah. Teresa? I think yes. is also on it. Yes, she is. So, yeah, all come together, <laughs> I know, right? Huh. But yeah, so they Sandy's like, we should all like have dinner together because like clearly like they should have mm-hmm. a double date because maybe there was something between carter and aaron there was some sparks like let's all have a nice dinner and yeah because like kirsten and sandy are talking about it and you can tell oh, yeah kirsten i know <sighs> kirsten's like yeah sure i guess so you can tell she's kind of like mm. that's literally how i have it like written yeah. in my notes like sure in quotation marks yeah well like, anyway, re- sandy oh. doesn't notice her tone no that he's been oblivious this whole time. It's true. He really has. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, Carter comes by for dinner. Yeah. And then Aaron arrives. And when Sandy goes to answer the door, Carter's talking to Kirsten and being like, I hope this isn't weird. Carter. <laughs> I know. Kirsten's like, no, it's fine. Whatever. Cause it's like, cause it's the two of them and like, Neither of them are doing anything, but they're not not doing anything. Right. But they're not saying anything, but they're also saying things. And I'm just like, seriously? I know. 
So I'm almost more annoyed than this than by the whole Sandy Rebecca thing. I kind of agree. Because, like, at least I understood that, like, Sandy and Rebecca had a huge thing. In theory, you know, if Kirsten wasn't there, he would want to go back to her. Kirsten didn't know. Sandy kept lying to her on purpose. But this is just Kirsten clearly internally debating having an affair with someone who is clearly interested. Yeah. But is trying to wait for her to, like, make the decision. I know. It's rough. It's annoying. Yeah. But yeah, so they're just, like, awkward and having drinks, of course. Yeah. Kirsten, like, downs a glass of wine. Oh, yeah, because Sandy's like, let's watch the sunset. Which you can actually kind of see the sunset through the window, and it Mm -hmm. is impressive. Oh, yeah. (laughs) For sure. Like. (laughs) I mean, they're facing the ocean, and they're all on the West Coast, so. Yep. Yep, man. So, yeah, like, Kirsten, like, pounds that glass of wine. It's not like, oh, I'm just going to have a sip of this. It's like, I'm going to down this entire glass of white wine. Yep. Which, I don't know if you've ever chugged wine, but it's not that fun. No. Not. I barely like having to drink it regular. Never mind. Oh, I love wine. <laughs> I know. I know. I try. I've, I've tried so hard. <laughs> I mean, don't drink it if you don't like it. Like... I know. I don't. That's why Robin got drunk at that one tasting we had at work that time, because she kept drinking mine. Oh. <laughs> oh, I think I remember that. She, like, speaking of ragers. <laughs> yeah, oh, she is. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so they, like, have their dinner or whatever, and Sandy gets a call. He has to go deal with something. He has to something. go to, yeah, go deal with something. On the kids' end of things, which we'll get to. Yeah. Basically, he has to go deal with the fallout from the rager. Yeah. And Kirsten. Uh, yeah, Carter goes to move his car so that Sandy can get yeah. out because obviously he's blocking him in. Which they have a gigantic driveway. I don't know how that happened. Um. I know, and half the time it seems like it's one of those like horseshoe. Whatever. <sighs> We're gonna create this job, and I'll be like, look, guys. <laughs> You can't use Listen. this as the exterior shot because the driveway doesn't make sense. <laughs> so, yeah, then Kirsten, Erin's super nice, and she offers to help clean up yep. and starts talking about Carter. And Kirsten, like, warns her off of it. But in a way, that seems like she's being really nice and sweet. Mm-hmm. Like, the divorce was really hard on him, so... Like, like he's over he it, but, like, not really over it. But it's totally because she doesn't want him with Aaron. Right. Like, it's so not cool. Mm. Yep. Kirsten. Especially because Aaron seems nice. She seemed so nice. Right? Like, just, I'm a cool surfing doctor. I'm chill, doing my thing. Probably it would have actually been really good for Carter, even though he has just been divorced. Probably. But, like, probably would kind of pull him out of that and, like... <sighs> yeah. Anyway. Yeah. That's how that ends. Man. This is all in one season. All of this Rebecca, Sandy, oh, Carter, Kirsten stuff. Oh, my God. It's wild. I don't understand how TV works. How can they put so much stuff all in one? <laughs> oh. So now we're back 
to the teenagers and their shenanigans. Oh, talk about shenanigans. Indeed. (laughs) Yeah. So they're at school. This is after Trey has gone to move into his place. Yeah. And Marissa's asking Ryan and Seth about him because she cares about people. Yep. Um, and I she's will... like, oh, yeah, we should go by and, like, with a housewarming gift or something. And Ryan's like, let it go. Yeah, and he's just like, even Seth is just like, he has no possessions. Like, Right, know. like, he literally has nothing. He has one duffel bag of stuff. Yeah. That's it. And Ryan gets so mad. Yeah, he really does. And, like, a lot of the times that he's been mad at Marissa, like, she kind of deserved it. But this, like, the last handful of episodes, like, surprisingly, there hasn't been, like, Marissa drama. No, She's no, actually she's just actually been, been super chill. And, yeah. Yeah. Just trying to be helpful, caring about people, this and that. And, like, just, like, even, you know, like, when she helped Teresa get ready for that party that time, mm-hmm. like, and gave her an outfit, like, it was that kind of thing. Like, she's just trying to. She's just nice to people. Yeah. Especially people that Ryan cares about. Yeah. I know. So anyway. But yeah, Meanwhile, like, yeah. Zach and Ugh. Seth Ugh. Man. are having their own drama. <sighs> yeah. Because they're going to be meeting with Carter's assistant. Old assistant. Old assistant. Yeah. Right. I was like, wait, this doesn't work. Yeah. Which, okay. <laughs> How old is she? I think it kind of comes up I don't know if it was in this episode or a bit, little bit later that she's in that kind of just out of university, like, 22, 23. So, like, she could have been Carter's assistant, like, during university or, like, as an okay, internship maybe. Or, like, even if it was, like, her very first year out of school, like, she's maybe, like, a year and a half out of school. Like, Cause she definitely under have, 25. Like, a fairly substantial position within this comic book company. Well, I was wondering too, like, I think that's just like a, well, I mean now especially, but like new startup comic book, like okay, that makes younger sense. makes sense, right? Like it's not like she's going right. like at like Vogue magazine where like you need right. to be properly, you know, that's fair. mature and like blah, blah, whatever. Yeah. Or, uh, okay. That's, Either that's way. what I was thinking. Yeah. Zach and Seth are talking about how they're having this meeting with mm-hmm. this assistant or old assistant. Yeah. At this point, they don't know she's a woman. <laughs> no. Seth is promising that he's going to be chill and normal this time. Yes. And then Summer comes by and they immediately start talking about something else. But she's like, guys. Yes, yeah, Seth starts talking about jetpacks. <laughs> You're t- oh, so funny. It's like, it's 2005. Like, should we have jetpacks by now? <laughs> The cone is 2020 and we still don't actually yeah. people don't even know how to figure out how to wear a mask on their faces yep. so <sighs> tragically the future is not what you're envisioning no <laughs> <laughs> but yeah like it's super awkward zach leaves yeah, seth is like really apologizing awkward. zach's fully just like i'm gonna dip now guys yeah <laughs> yeah seth is like from now on i'm gonna tell you everything so i was like no i want to hear none of it yeah the exact opposite tell me absolutely yeah she's like i think this is a bad idea but i can't do anything about it so don't tell me yeah (laughs) okay (laughs) meanwhile marissa stops by trays to (laughs) bring him 
a lava lamp as a housewarming gift. Because it's 2005. So sure. I mean, yeah, we're not fully out of the 90s yet, I guess. Or like, I don't know, when was the lava lamp era? I mean, I feel like I had one in university, so like, fair. But still. I fully remember an episode of Friends where someone has a lava lamp. (laughs) So I guess that could have been the 90s or early 2000s. I was more distracted about how it was just like loose in a gift bag. Okay, but then just to just to really drive home the fact that it is two thousand and five, the only thing Trey has bought for himself is a beanbag chair. And it's not even like a giant one. No, so now he has a beanbag chair and a lava lamp. And he already he's like, Hey, like, do you want a drink? Like I have one glass, I can wash it. Oh my god. Poor Trey. Like Get yeah. this man some furniture. <laughs> oh, but he mentions it's his 21st birthday on Saturday. Yeah. So we all know what some, what Marissa will do. Yes. <laughs> In the meantime, yes. Seth and Zach are meeting with Carter's old assistant, who as they are arriving at the restaurant <laughs> to meet with her, realize, yeah. oh, hey, that's girl yeah <laughs> and seth is horrible and sexist about the whole thing for a hot minute yeah you're like seth cohen what yeah this doesn't seem like you like wasn't the whole you hanging out with anna who also really liked comics didn't that i did that happen yeah like i thought he was yet at first it sounds like he's gonna be like super excited about it but then yeah it's just like oh wait yeah no. it's so weird i find it i find this a very weird moment because as much as we have discussed that Seth Cohen maybe hasn't lived up to all of our yeah. um, memories of him. He's perhaps yeah. more annoying <laughs> than realized. About this, he never really seemed to be. Like, I feel like when he met Anna, he was maybe surprised that she was super into comics, but not in, like, a weird derogatory way. In a, like, super pumped way. Right. Yeah. So, like, this just actually seemed super out of character to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Agreed. I feel like this was bad writing. Probably. This moment. Yeah, because if they were just trying to like drive it home more that she was a woman. Right. But, but either way, they yeah. sit down with her. She loves the comic. Loves it. Like, like loves it. Just like, oh, fawning yeah. over like Seth's story and then like this business plan. Because of course Zach's created some sort of like business plan and like, oh my god, yeah. you're only in high school and everything's so great. And they, like, immediately start fighting over her without fighting over her? It's so weird to me. (laughs) It's so weird to me, first of all, because the fact that either of them think they have even an outside chance with her. (laughs) Because they are 17 and she is 23. Yeah. (laughs) At least. Yeah. Like, Seth has a girlfriend. And also that. That he's fought for multiple times now. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, that's happening. Yeah, Marissa stops by the Cohens. <sighs> Ryan answers the door. Yep, and she's like, "Hey, I was thinking, what if we threw Trey a birthday party? You can have it at Turns my house." That Ryan straight up forgot it was Trey's birthday, so mm-hmm. that's nice. And then Ryan's real mad. Yeah, super mad again. Yep. I specifically asked you not to go over there. Why mm-hmm. did you do that? Ooh. Yeah. 
especially to bring him the like literal most useless gift in the history of mankind. <laughs> Something that's not even gonna be like remotely anything anyone has in an apartment in a couple years. Yeah. <laughs> When's the last time anyone saw a lava lamp? I know, right? Man. Anyway. I mean, like, now that we're kind of talking about it, I'm kind of like, I could use the lava lamp. But I mean, I was just thinking that they're kind of cool. They're, like, weirdly mesmerizing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe this is going to be the time, now that we're all stuck at home. Yeah, we are. We're going to all just, like, this is going to be a lava lamp resurgence. Yeah. <laughs> going to be like, I need something to look at that's kind of cool and weird. <laughs> anyway. But yeah, Marissa's just like, he's your brother. Like, I'm doing mm-hmm. this to, for you, kind of, you know? Yeah. But yeah, he's and just like, mad. She's just being mad. legitimately trying to be helpful. But he's pissed. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> then we cut to the next morning. <laughs> it's such a funny scene. I know. <laughs> Seth's got like a cup of coffee right in front of Ryan's face in the pool house trying to like wake him up. And Ryan makes the funniest face. <laughs> he like kind of scrunches up his nose a bit. <laughs> and then wakes up. But then Seth just like drinks the coffee himself and yep. tells Ryan that he has to like make his own or whatever. <laughs> it's very mean. But yeah. So they start talking about first Seth is he's doing his Seth thing where he's overthinking everything and fixating on this whole thing with Reed. Yeah. And tries to spin it as like he's worried about Zach <laughs> liking her too much. Yeah. She's like, okay, Seth. Nope. Sure. He's clearly worried that she's gonna like Zach more. Right. Then like right. Ryan talks. About how he and Marissa had a fight over Trey's birthday. And, and then so, Seth is fully yeah. like, well, why don't you have a birthday party? Yeah. Like, maybe this is the thing that'll bring you back together. Yeah, like, isn't that what we do here? Have giant events to bring family back together? And you can tell Ryan's just like, mm. like no. <laughs> no. <laughs> so then Summer and Marissa are talking about this whole Trey and Ryan thing. I think yes. that's cool. Yeah. Didn't make a note of where they're located currently during this conversation. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> but basically, Summer's like, oh, you're the most, like, supportive non-girlfriend in history. And Marissa's like, well, you know, she's worried. Basically, she's worried that in a couple of years, Ryan's going to regret that he didn't try and fix things with Trey. Which is fair. And, like, and she even says, like, you know, this is because it's his 21st birthday, so, like, it's an important life thing. hmm And, you know, so, like, maybe he'll regret that. And then that triggers Summer. Yes. You can tell that she's like... about her being the most supportive non-girlfriend. Yeah. And then Marissa's like, well, you would be there for something important in Seth's life. Well, Summer's like, ooh. (laughs) But then also, I love that Summer is pointing out that Marissa's not Ryan's girlfriend, and Marissa uses Seth as an example of what Summer would do, and you're like, yeah, but they're dating. (laughs) (laughs) Are you saying you're Ryan's girlfriend? I mean, they have had, they definitely, like, almost kiss at the end of the last episode, but then Julie came in. Right. So, you know. We're going to get more of that. Yes. Yes, we are. Yes. So, yeah. 
Summer's like, oh, yikes, realizing that she hasn't been very supportive of Seth and his comic book thing. Mm-hmm. So then we cut to Seth talking to Zach about Reed and the comic books and whatever. Yes. They're talking about how cool she is. And Zach wants to know if Summer knows that Reed is a yeah. lady. <laughs> and Seth's like, no, actually. Summer doesn't want to hear anything about this. So even if I wanted to tell her, yep. I couldn't. Which is, of course, when Summer comes by to start talking to him after Zach leaves. Yeah. And he's like, no, I want you to tell me because it's important to you. And I want to I wanna be part of like the important things in your life. And Seth's like, ah, crap. Yep. <laughs> Too late now. Oh no. Oh. <laughs> so of course that's gonna create unnecessary drama, Seth Cohen. Yeah, so much. Like with everyone on this episode. Oh, right. So then uh, Seth wants Ryan to go with him to pick up some Thai food. Yep. But Ryan's like, no man, I'm studying. And Seth's like, maybe we could stop by and see Trace since it's right by the Thai restaurant. Yeah. Ryan's like, I don't want to. And Seth's like, you could at the very least just wish him a happy birthday. Like, dude. <laughs> Get it together. I love this part. Because he's like, it's only four syllables. Like, you can say it. But then he like pauses and you can see him like say it to himself in his head and count out the syllables. Yeah, I know. I died. <laughs> oh. <laughs> He ends up convincing Ryan to come with him. Yeah. Ryan's like, only four syllables. And Seth's like, well, maybe six. <laughs> like, <laughs> hey, man, happy birthday. <laughs> uh, so they stop by Trey's. Yep. They see Trey leaving, which apparently is a suspicious thing for him to be doing. Wanna, I guess, does not leave their apartment after dark, despite the fact that Ryan and Seth are out at this moment. I know. I just thought this was so weird, like, for him to automatically be suspicious because he was leaving his apartment. Well, like, even the fact that he, like, gets into a car with a, a person. Right. Like, so? Right? Why is this a suspicious-looking car? Like, he has <sighs> friends, doesn't yeah. he? He knows people. I know. Which, to Seth's credit, for the most part, he does keep being like, well, maybe he's just doing this. Maybe it's just this. Mm-hmm. They end up following him, because that's normal and not suspicious at all. And it does, to be fair, end up looking kind of dodgy. Yeah, they totally end up, like, in an alley with, like, like a third guy who, like, looks sketchier than the two of them. Mm -hmm. And Trey's, like, giving that guy money. Yeah. So we get that, and then we get this, like, really drastic cut to... The morning. Insane knocking on Trey's door. Yeah. Like, just, like, incessant and really loud. Oh, yeah. Like, Ryan is, like, pounding on that door. Yeah. He's mad. So Trey answers the door, and there's Ryan. And Trey, like, looks happy to see him at first. I know. Even though I think he should have realized that the angry knocking was indicating that maybe this wasn't great. (sighs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> and Ryan immediately accuses him of dealing drugs. Yeah. Bad look. But of course. Trace, like, actually, yeah. I was in the car with my parole officer. We were finding a friend of mine who just got out of prison. We didn't know where he was, and I was worried about him. And I gave him some money because he's basically homeless. Yeah, so I gave him like $5, and it's just like, 
Ooh. You're like, oh god. Awkward. Yep. So then Trey's mad. Yeah, rightfully so. And Ryan's like, ah, cool. (laughs) Yikes. So Ryan goes to see Marissa. Yep. To apologize. Mm -hmm. And he was like, I was taking out my frustration on you, and I'm sorry. And he's like, also, I may have made things real bad. (laughs) I love this conversation, too, because he tells her the whole thing. (laughs) But how he accused him of dealing drugs and he was actually um, giving money to a homeless person. And Marissa's like, oh, yikes. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like, ouch. That's that's a bad look. So, so bad. Yeah. (laughs) And then we have Seth causing problems for himself. Seth Cohen. I know, because he's like, secretly with reed talking about like new pages and stuff but then like keeps almost like trying to cut zach out and like saying as if like zach's not involved he just gets me cappuccinos like what right and then also like so reed is wondering why he's not at this meeting and seth says something about like oh he's probably getting his hair done oh and then again makes a really weird comment about how zach gives off gay vibes and you're like seth I realize you're probably just trying to throw her off the yeah interest in Zach, but like mm, it's not a good look for you, my guy. It's bad. And then Mm -hmm. he answers his phone, Mm -hmm. and it's Summer calling. Yep. And Reed says something about liking something in particular on one of the pages, and Summer's like, "Who's that?" It's like, it's a waitress. And you're like, ah, you can just tell her that that's Reed. And that's literally Mm -hmm. your easy conversation right there. Done. That information is there for her then. But no, he's like, let me call you back. So bad. And then he gets off the phone and Reed's like, who's that? And Seth's like, my mom. And you're like, oh my God. Seth Cohen. It's always just about the chase. Why are you like this? Yeah. Yeah. So then Marissa goes to see Trey. Mm-hmm. And she's telling him she's going to take him out for his birthday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but of course, they end up like back at the mansion. Yes, because she forgot her wallet. Yeah. And I mean, like, okay, I guess fair. Like, she's going to have to pay for stuff because, like, he obviously doesn't have money. Right. But still. <laughs> yeah. It's a little bit, it's a little obvious, but either way. (laughs) But then, like, Ryan and Seth and Summer are there, and of course, like, Seth's going on about all this grilling stuff, and they have, like, so many hot dogs and so many things, but, like... For five people. (laughs) But it's cute. They have a cute moment, because Ryan's like, ah, hi, surprise, Yeah. happy birthday, and, like, Trey kind of looks like he's going to be mad. Yeah. But then... He, like, pulls Ryan into a hug, and they're, they've are they made up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then there's this really funny moment with Julie. Oh, my God. Because Julie's going out to meet Lance at this point. Yeah. Uh, and she's like, can I trust you while I'm gone? And Marissa's like, yeah, Mom. Like, it's fine. <laughs> Julie's like, since Trey's 21, I guess he can have a beer. And she's like, see, I can be a cool mom, too. Mm-hmm. And Marissa just looks at her like, <laughs> what? <laughs> And then it, like, cuts back, and it's, like, a super giant party. 
Oh yeah, then all of a sudden everybody's there, and I don't really know how that happened. I guess. I guess. It Marissa they each invited a few people. Well, yeah, like when Marissa was talking to Julie, she definitely said like maybe like two more girlfriends or something like that. Like she right. makes a comment that like clearly she asked because apparently these people do have friends outside of the four of each other. <laughs> I guess so, right? And she's like, okay, but then it was clearly like those two, those two each told two, and then those four each told two, and then the, like. <laughs> it happens the way it sometimes happens with high school yeah. parties where everybody finds out about this. And yeah. then it's the party house. Yep. Also, it's a very large house, so. Well, yeah. Also, that the appeal. Oh, I thought it was so funny because they were like talking about like how many different people there were, and like I don't even know those. Those like you know someone's pointing yeah. at like four people. Like I don't know those four people, and so it's like I don't even know four other people. Like. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but then of course Zach walks in, with Reed. With Reed. And they're all then, the four of them, well, minus Seth. Seth's just, yeah. like, in panic mode. The rest of them are, like, speculating who this girl could be. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, well, she looks kind of older. And Seth's yep. like, um, I don't know, but maybe we can just, like, go over here. <laughs> oh, yeah, they're, do- they're, just, they're doing magic by the pool. Let's go watch. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. But it's just, like, immediately this, like, epic slutty dance party. People are just, like, oh, yeah. smoking everything snorting everything drinking oh, everything on each other Ooh. like wow in swimsuits as you do yeah i mean it is, they do have a pool and they are in california so fair but definitely one of those things where like if this was an episode of csi the next morning like the luminol would like stuff would be lighting up everywhere oh yeah oh, oh yeah like whoa yeah and then <laughs> <laughs> ryan's Ryan, poor Ryan, is like, you sure you're not going to get into trouble for this? And Marissa's yeah. like, no, it's it's fine. And yeah. then she answers the door. And then a bunch of random people are like, is this where the party is? And she's like, uh, I guess. Oh, yeah, because it's like one girl. And then she's like, it's in here. And then it's like that classic TV thing where like people just keep coming in and coming in and coming in and coming yeah. in and coming in and coming in. <laughs> it's like, okay, guess it's officially a rager. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, oh. Seth is asking someone on the water polo team if he's seen Zach. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I guess that makes him a target for these water polo players who grab Seth by the throat. Yeah, they're just like, you are not allowed to talk to us. <laughs> Which I guess is just an invitation to choke him. Yeah. But then Tracy's and intervenes. And- As always. And Atwood will save Seth from yeah. the water polo team. Yeah. Great. I love it. <laughs> Wonderful little callback moment. But then there's a rando girl starts talking to Trey. Oh, yeah. And it's like, oh, do you know, like, I can't even remember which martial art she references. Oh, yeah. It sounded not super familiar. No, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, probably Japanese, but... Yeah. I'm not sure which one she was talking about. Nope. Not karate. Yeah. Anyway. So then Seth's like, all right, I guess I'm done here. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Trey and this girl go off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Seth ends up finding Zach and yeah. asking why he brought Reed. Which honestly is a slightly fair question. Yeah. It's a little bit weird to bring her to this party. 
However, then, <laughs> all the questions that Zach asks, asks Seth are very fair. Very fair. Because Reed has told Zach all about the meeting they had without him. Yep. And he's rightfully pissed off. Very. Like, why did you have a meeting without me? Why did you tell her I was gay? Why do you tell her I go get cappuccinos? Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> bone dry cappuccinos. <laughs> AKA the worst order in the world. I have such bone dry cappuccino nightmares from my very first Starbucks that I ever worked right? at. Oh my god. Like a triggering thing oh, to say. Oh, some lady who like worked at one of the news stations here and she was just like, she was actually nice, but she was very particular. But to the point where I was like, if it was someone who was relatively new, you would literally like dive and like shove them out of the way as if it was like a landmine so that you could make the drink for her because. Oh god. It was just, like, if bone dry is, like, the driest it could be, this was, like, steps drier than that. Oh, my God. Like, you would Anybody pay, like... out there who's never worked in coffee, I'm here to tell you, if you yeah. order a bone dry cappuccino, you're a dick. Well, you... It's not... That's not even something that you can drink. You just have to, like, lick it out of the cup or something. I don't even know. I just remember having to make them and... Ugh literally having to steam three separate pitchers of milk yes. in order to create enough foam. Yeah. Oh. <sighs> yep. <laughs> and then you always get you always get them like picking up the cup like, mm, no, it's too heavy. Yep. Oh, okay then. Or mm, no, I need more foam. Do you? <laughs> Alright. That was a tangent and I apologize <laughs> for that. <laughs> it's okay, we both needed to get that out. It was fine. Bone dry cappuccino rant over. I've been Zach sitting on that for 14 and a half years. I needed to get it out. <laughs> Zach is correct for being yes. annoyed about this bone dry cappuccino nonsense. Yeah. They're definitely having a fight. But also he doesn't want to get into it there. So yeah. let's just go find our dates. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Trey is off with this random girl that we've never seen before. Mm-hmm. In an empty room, which turns out is Marissa's room because there's Care Bear on that bed. Okay. Logistical detective. Okay, yeah, no, I was confused by this also. This was my question, because that's what I thought, too. Because her Care Bear is on the bed. The only thing that makes sense is that it's actually a room for Caitlin, who never exists, and it's her Care Bear. Oh, that does make sense. But I 100% also thought it was Marissa's room. But then it doesn't make sense. The events that happen slightly later, like don't work because even timing wise if trey and this girl had left right i still don't think there would have been enough time all right so we're gonna go ahead and assume that this is caitlin cooper's room yeah so i don't know because otherwise it really doesn't make sense yeah but they're they're gonna have sex it looks like oh yeah yeah blonde girl is like on the bed and ready oh yeah she's like throwing herself at him basically and even mentions the fact that she has a boyfriend Mm-hmm. So that's interesting. Yep. Anyway, I don't <laughs> like her. No. She just, like... She looks exactly like what you would think a slutty, blonde girl in California in 2005 would look like. Oh, totally. Which is also, I think, like, I mean, like, girl, you do you. Sleep with who you want to sleep with. That's cool. But mm-hmm. it's, like, the way she is... Yeah. That I was just like, ugh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. 
So once again, I'm going to go ahead and blame the writers for making her like the exact, like you said, looking so stereotypically mm-hmm. yeah. that role. Boussier top, short skirt, mm-hmm. boo, like, yeah, no. So while this is all happening, mm-hmm. Summer has tried to find the bathroom, which is apparently large enough to contain several people at once. Yeah. Maybe, <laughs> maybe stalls? I don't know. It looks like literally it like really, a restaurant. It really looked like there were stalls in there. Right. And I'm like, this is in their house. There is no reason for anybody to have a well, stall like, bathroom. Summer in walks house. in and reads in there, and then Reed even makes a comment about how like there's other people in there. Right. So I don't know if the writing team just like temporarily forgot that this was a house or if we're just expected to believe that Julie and Caleb have a bathroom like this in their house. I suppose (laughs) either one of those is equally plausible. And like, I guess maybe like if it was more adjacent to the pool, it could be some kind of like cabana washroom change. But then it also looks like there's stuff all over the floor and it almost looks like there's pills spilled on the floor. Yeah, it looked wild. And I couldn't figure out if those were pills that were supposed to belong to, like, Julie or Marissa. Yeah, or just, like... in their bathroom, or if it was just pills that people brought with them. I don't know. It's a mess in there. Yeah. Is the point. But, of course... Yes. Reed and Summer are talking. Mm-hmm. And Reed says something about... Like, she's obviously looking at Summer like, you look familiar. Yeah. And asks if she's ever heard of Little Miss Vixen. Summer's like, how the hell do you know? Yep. Little Miss Vixen, do you know Seth? And she's like, oh, yeah, I'm Reed. And Summer's like, oh, what? Great. So then Summer is gratefully pissed. Mm -hmm. Because Seth has been lying to her this whole time. Yes. And we all know Summer has rage blackouts. Oh, yeah. So she goes (laughs) off on him. Yeah, she hits him. She's just like, you lied. Like, you Mm -hmm. lied. And then there's this funny little moment where... She says something about Reed saying Seth is the new, the next Brian Bendis. And Seth is like, wait a minute, she thinks I'm the next Bendis? And Summer's like, (laughs) I understand him getting distracted by that, though. Like, that's a major name in comics. Yeah. (laughs) Especially at that time. Mm -hmm. But he's trying to apologize. Summer is not having it. No. She sees Zach leaving with Reed. Yeah. And asks for a ride. Yeah. So she's going to leave with Zach. <sighs> yep. Yikes. We get more of this insane party. Yeah. Where people are <laughs> starting drugs and grinding and drinking. Oh, man. It looks wild, man. Because, like, like, Marissa's drinking water and, like, Ryan makes some sort of comment about, like, you're drinking water? And she's just like, well, somebody has to. <laughs> yeah. Marissa is very responsible in this episode. Yes. So then Marissa and Ryan try to escape to her bedroom where there's people having a threesome in her bed. Mm -hmm. Hence the the other room must not have been Marissa's room. Yeah. So then Marissa kicks them out. And like, she's clearly like annoyed, but not as mad as I thought she would have been. Um, certainly I would be too grossed out to sit on my bed after. Yeah, then her and Ryan just, like, lay down on the bed. Three people just had sex in that bed. Oh, my God. Because <laughs> they clearly looked like they were, like, done and not yeah. getting started. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, this had already happened. <laughs> <sighs> so 
that was my takeaway anyway. Yeah. But so they're talking and Ryan thanks her for mm-hmm. everything that she's done for Trey. And she's yeah. like, well, I know what it's like to have someone believe in me when no one else does. And they're like, oh. And you can see they're like having having a moment. Mm-hmm. And they get so close, so close. They're almost going to kiss. And then someone screams. Yeah. And, okay. Marissa and Ryan go out on their balcony and there's a girl face down in the pool. Yep. And you're like, oh, crap. Mm-hmm. So they run down. Seth pulls her out. And it's the girl that Trey was with. Yes. Yikes. So bad. Yep. But yes, they're, somebody's calling 911. Seth calls Sandy. Mm-hmm. By the time Sandy gets there, the, like... Yeah, the paramedics are already there. Taking her taking away. Taking her away. The, like... And this is questionable. But, like, the cops trying to figure out, like... Agreed. Who lives there. But, like, Julie is away and, like, Marissa hasn't been able to get a hold of her... And because they found, like, ecstasy on someone, then he's, like, arresting the owner of the house. Which, okay, Marissa is in no way, shape, or form the owner of this house. No, she's a minor. She lives there. She's 17. Yeah. She literally just said that she couldn't get a hold of her mom. Wouldn't they just wait for Julie to show up? Exactly, yeah. Or, like, someone, like, go try and pick Julie up somewhere or, like, yeah. I also had questions about this. It didn't seem to make any sense. Like, I know that owners of a house are mm-hmm. liable for things like this happening. For sure. But it makes no sense that they would hold Marissa responsible enough that they would arrest her on the spot. No. Anyway. But because this happens, you know Anne Atwood uh-huh. is going to step up. Yeah. So Trey takes the blame. And he's yeah. arrested. And Sandy's like, don't say anything. Yeah. I'm his lawyer. I'll meet you there. That's how it ends. <sighs> yep. With yeah. Ryan and Trey, like, making eye contact through the window of the cop car. Yeah. Like, oh, crap. Man. Yeah, and then it just ends. And you're like, man, that was a cliffhanger. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, glad we didn't have to wait a week to watch the next one. <laughs> Which is right. what I would have done when I originally watched this show. Yeah. We all would have been like, <gasps> Right? <laughs> Man. Yeah, that's where we leave things. Everything's a mess with Seth and Summer, because mm-hmm. Seth is an idiot. Yeah, I feel like we might agree on who the most annoying of the episode is. Definitely Seth. Definitely Seth. He's been For. taking it lately, man. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, but it was totally him this episode. <laughs> As we mentioned, Aaron is someone who we thought was more famous, but is not. And was from yep. Numbers. And, and even... Aya Sumika. Yeah. Um, and then the blonde girl, who's Jess, is played mm-hmm. by Nikki Griffin, who also, she looks familiar, but I think it's just because it's that super typical... She's she's in a bunch of random stuff. The only thing, though, that was of any note was she's in Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift. Yes. <laughs> But again, it doesn't seem like she's anybody super significant in it. Yeah, it's just, you know, like, probably it's someone like at girlfriend. one of the races, yeah. Uh, Reed, however, is uh, Marguerite Moreau. Mm-hmm. And she was on a bunch of, like, Grays and Shameless. Mm-hmm. However. Yes. I mean, she was on The Secret World of Alex Mack. Uh-huh. Which is amazing. Uh-huh. I know. But also, she was Connie in Mighty Ducks 2 and 3. Oh my goodness, I didn't even <laughs> notice that. 
Yes. How did I miss that when I was going through her (laughs) IMDb list? Mostly I was distracted because she was on a few episodes of Boy Meets World and also Blossom. Oh, yes. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And the Alex Mack thing. Yeah. Is that Canadian? That must be Canadian, right? Alicia Alicia Cuthbert's Canadian. I think so. Yeah. Right? I feel like Alex Mack is Canadian. But yeah. Like, she was, like, one of the main characters in Mighty Ducks 2 and 3. Amazing. <laughs> I saw that and I was like, oh my god, and I could, like, see her and everything. I was like, oh my god. Is she, like, the goalie, I think? Or one of the goalies, I think? Something. It's good, though. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's great. Oh, man. So, yeah, she's going to be with us for a few more episodes. Um, yeah. As is Nikki Griffin as yeah. Jess. I think that's it for Aaron, though. I think, yeah, I think so. That's it. The only trivia that I could find that I actually was intrigued when they at the beginning of the episode, when we're at the Newport group, the Mm -hmm. outside shot of it is also the outside shot of the headquarters for CSI Miami. Yeah, I saw that. (laughs) That's great. (laughs) Well, because like when I was watching it, I thought it looked familiar. That's hilarious. But because it didn't have like Horatio like taking off his sunglasses and like yo, I didn't quite recognize it. Right. <laughs> Random side note of things looking familiar. Um, I've been rewatching Shit's Creek with my sister. Yeah. And we got to the episode where Patrick proposes to David and they're like after they've hiked up to that spot. Mm-hmm. And her and I were both like, that, that looks really familiar. I wonder where they filmed that. And sure enough, it's Rattlesnake Point in Milton, which I've definitely hiked to before. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, anyway, Shit's Creek tangent over. Yes. Never. But go watch it. Yeah. Uh, did you have a song of the episode? I had a tie between Here I Go Again by Whitesnake mm-hmm. and Every Rose Has Its Thorn by Poison because <laughs> I just, I yeah. love me some <laughs> old 80s throwback, like, hair metal. Yeah. I enjoy it a lot. Yeah. And I, I just really liked Julie for both of those moments. So. Yeah. So it took it for me. Um, I also had, like, uh, Daft Punk is playing at my house by LCD Sound System just because I was like LCD Sound System Mm -hmm. yes they also there was also I think an actual Daft Punk song yes there was yeah well yeah Yeah. there was (laughs) did you have a favorite Sethism um I I picked when right after Trey steps in Mm -hmm. to stop that water polo guy from getting the crap out of him he's like it's deja vu oc party attacked by a water polo guy saved by an outwood (laughs) because i thought it was great (laughs) did you have one uh i had when they first see like and they're kind of like trailing trey yes and he's just like would you relax he's probably gonna going to buy cigarettes or get into that suspicious looking camaro with a guy that looks like lou reed That was my runner-up, Seth. Because I just thought, like, the Lou Reed reference was so random. And, like... Agreed. Do I even know what Lou Reed looks like? Like, what? <laughs> I do know what Lou Reed looks... I mean, I know what Lou Reed, in a very specific... Yeah. ...look looks like. <laughs> but, yeah, I thought that was hilariously specific as well. Yeah. And also just the fact that he immediately clocked that car as a Camaro. Yeah. Which seems like a very non-Seth Cohen yeah. thing. <laughs> Agreed. Yeah. <laughs> Did you have a most Cali moment? I feel like it was just kind of like all the surfing at the beginning. Yeah, I just actually, I had that Sandy surfboard 
coffee table. Oh yeah, with that's pretty good too. <laughs> it. But the you, surfing in general. You can sure. only live in like certain places and have a surfboard coffee table. Absolutely. Like if we had one, like that would be stupid. It would be ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's the episode. Man. Wild times. Mm-hmm. Our next one is going to be episode 20. Which is called the OC Confidential. Which is going to be like a play on LA Confidential, obviously. Of course. Which again, also at this point, is now such an old movie. No one has no idea what I'm talking about, but that's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Oh boy. Uh, But yeah, we'll be back in a week and we're going to find out what happened to the girl in the pool and if Trey is headed back to jail. Mm. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) We'll see you then. Bye.